Next on BYU Sports Nation, pushing pause on the rivalry with Utah. Is it the right decision? And do we already have the answer to who will replace the Utes on the schedule? Plus, David Nixon joins us. Why October isn't as easy as you think. BYUSN starts now. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is great to have you on Tuesday, September 24th, and boy, do we have a doozy of a show for you. I am Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is continuing his September sabbatical. I am joined by Jason Shepard, and we have some scheduling news. BYU Sports Nation breaking news. BYU announces a series with the University of Central Florida and Rice. BYU will play in Orlando against UCF on November 11, 2023. The Knights will return the game to Provo in the season opener on August 31st, 2024. And then BYU hosts Rice on September 29, 2023. And BYU will play in Houston at Rice Stadium on September 27, 25. This on the heels of the announcement with Utah, which we'll get into in a minute, the extension and hiatus. What do you think of UCF and Rice on the schedule in the future, Jason? I, I like both teams. I like the opportunity for, for BYU. Certainly, Central Florida is, is making waves nationally, and this is a team that most everybody in college football has been paying attention to, especially in recent years. I, I like it. BYU played two with UCF as an independent right. in the first couple of years, one in Orlando that BYU lost in overtime. Uh, BYU, a more experienced team in overtime, I think. Now, uh, and then one at home that BYU won on a uh, tipped Kyle Van Oy pass that Joe Sampson picked off. And then Rice feels like the AJ Stewart. It's the AJ Stewart Super Bowl. Series. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, AJ Stewart, uh, you know, being his sixth year here or something, right? So this is interesting, and these aren't that far away. It feels like uh, you know, oh, twenty twenty-five or whatever. That's going to come up quick. Twenty-three. I mean, there are freshmen on this uh, BYU squad redshirting right now that will play in that game. So that's just around the corner. Obviously, UCF, quality opponent. Rice, uh, a a solid team, right? UCF, obviously, a team that's still ranked and doing what they've been doing the last couple years. So exciting games in Orlando. That is a Disney World trip, right, for BYU fans. They're going to enjoy that weekend. Look, there's a magical time. I was going to say, if there's there's a place on this earth (laughs) that BYU fans love – it would be Disneyland or Disney World. The only thing greater is when BYU played Florida State in 91 in Anaheim. That was the ultimate. That was kind of the ultimate. Uh, that is among a lot of news coming out. Uh, here's what's on the show rundown. Lots of scheduling news. Reaction to the Utah extension and hiatus, plus more on the UCF Rice news, as we mentioned. We'll look at those 23, 24, 25 schedules a little bit. David Nixon will join us, a guy uh, near the Houston area there in College Station. Uh, preview after further review, talk about uh, Toledo. And Cameron Tucker, the West Coast Conference Player of the Week in women's soccer. You were there to call those Five goals from BYU, three of which came from That's right. Cam Tucker. Uh, a couple of big games for the top 10 ranked BYU Cougars. They're currently seven. We're waiting to see if they go up. Should be the, a top five team. In the polls today. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see. But first, the other headlines. BYU and Utah announce a football change to the schedule. Series extended by four games to 2028. The two schools also agreed on a two-year hiatus in 2022 and 23, so Utah can finalize the deal with Florida. Much more on this in What's Trending. In terms of what BYU is doing right now, 
After two home games, BYU football hits the road this Saturday to face the 2-1 Toledo Rockets. Offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes says the team is focused on improving on their mistakes. I think there's more for us to learn because there were more mistakes than just the turnovers that, that kept us from being in the game, but certainly nothing more significant than, than giving the football to, to the other team. The game kicks off at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific on ESPN Plus and BYU Radio. Countdown to kickoff on BYU TV starts at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 Pacific. Radio pregame gets underway at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Senior outside hitter McKenna Miller is the West Coast Conference Women's Volleyball Player of the Week for the second time this year. Following the Cougars' win over number 18 Utah on the road and number 2 Stanford, who's now number 1, by the way, after a loss <laughs> after to After a loss, you move up. That I know, makes sense. I know the top team lost, but interesting. Miller recorded 40 kills, averaging five a set, hit 319 last week in eight sets overall. BYU begins conference play this weekend in the Northwest at Gonzaga Thursday and at Portland Saturday. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Lots to break down here. Let's start to do it. As mentioned, BYU and Utah will extend their series through 2028 for additional games. I wish they would just say, we're going to play until Jesus comes back. Also in 2022 and 23, they'll take a break to, uh, for Utah to play with Florida. So, Jason, let's break down three angles here. What do you think of the extension, the hiatus, and uh, maybe who BYU should replace Utah with? So let's start, and maybe we have the answer, right? Right. Uh, so first, what do you think of the extension? I, I like the extension. I mean, this is something clearly that's important to both schools to be able to continue this, despite what happened a couple of years ago. Both athletic directors have made it, perfectly clear that it is a priority for BYU and Utah to continue to play, not just in football, but in all sports. Except so, when Florida's Except when Florida. Yeah. But, but, and we'll, we'll get into that in, in a little bit. They're obviously extenuating circumstances as to why that is. But in terms of being able to extend it by four more years, I, I like it. This, this is something both schools have worked for and obviously have an amicable relationship to be able to work this out. Yeah, Mark, Mark Harlan uh, from Utah, the AD, Tom Homel with uh, BYU, obviously, making it happen. I'm, I'm glad that they extended this thing. I, I think they should play every year. One way for BYU not to extend the losing streak is to not play. <laughs> but they're go- BYU's going to beat Utah, and it's going to be soon, right? Uh, Maybe next year, right in the season opener, when Utah loses a lot of weapons, we'll see. It's always next year from BYU. Well, you need to, you, maybe it actually is for sure. You need to win the one before the two-year break, though. That way, you have three years to enjoy it. That's true. Yes, and we can't count down to. So the it's like a three for, for one, really. It's a three for one. Yeah, that's what Utah fans want with BYU—a three for one. Yeah, obviously the extension's good. I want to play Utah every year. I love that game. I went to that game in person from '95 on, except for my mission. I mean, just special times, right? Great moments, terrible moments. Okay, number two, what do you think of the hiatus? Two-year break in uh, 2022 and 23. It hasn't been announced officially, but it's out there that Utah is going to play a home and road or road and home with Florida. Dan Mullen, the head coach of Florida. It's the Urban Meyer Former ball. quarterback coach yeah. with Urban Meyer at Utah. There's the connection. Where will Urban Meyer be, by the way, when that happens? <laughs> might be at USC. <laughs> be, he might he be may, at USC next he, year. He may be in the Pac-12. Uh, in terms of the hiatus, look, I understand there are going to be people who are upset that there is any sort of break. I'm one of them. Yes. I, I do not fall into that camp. I, I have no problem with these two teams taking the two years off. If the trade-off to get the series extended longer is to take the break, I, I don't have a problem with it. Was it, though? 
is the question. Well, I th- clearly based off of what we know, the reason the break is there is to accommodate Utah with this schedule. Who else are they playing that they don't want to? Well, and here, but here's here's the schedule set of BYU. Here's the here's the other part about it. I, I I have no problem with the break. And look, maybe I would feel different if BYU weren't on a nine game losing streak to Utah. Maybe maybe I wouldn't want to take a break. So I, I fully what if admit it's a nine game winning streak. <laughs> if there's a nine game winning streak, I want to keep playing it. Sure. Yeah. So I'm I'm sure that plays into it, but I do not have a problem at all. And here's here's the other reason. If BYU, which clearly they are, have been willing to accommodate Utah in this scenario, and I don't know if BYU would have a future scenario that would be similar, but you would certainly hope that it would be reciprocated the other way around if if roles were reversed, where if BYU absolutely needed to, and and I don't know what the scenario would be where you would very different situation, where you would need to pull Utah off to add somebody else again. I don't see that ever happening. If it ever came to pass, so to speak. Nice. I would hope Utah would do the same thing, and I think that's why you do something like this because you just never know down the road. What is Utah going to give BYU? BYU is giving freedom for Utah to schedule Florida, which is a tremendous game. Florida doesn't even leave the state to play non-conference games, okay. and now they're going to play Utah. Yeah, we, we don't. Which we don't, is great. Yeah, we don't Utah. know what else was behind the scenes, right. but what would what could Utah give BYU that would make this worth it? BYU is a good partner. Half of like, the wins back. <laughs> I wish. No. I'd take one right now. Uh, BYU is a good partner. In fact, if you're a new independent, you know what BYU will do? They'll go to Las Cruces, New Mexico. They'll go to Amherst, Massachusetts. And they'll go to Lynchburg, Virginia. That's how good of a partner <laughs> BYU is. When two people love each other, they don't take a break from each other. Okay? Uh, BYU is a good partner. Do they I love wish, each other, though? I w- well, if you want the series to continue then you keep playing. is a good partner. Tom Homo's a good dude. They're trying to do Utah solid, right? I, I'm just saying, I don't know what Utah, Utah could give BYU that would appease the Cougars in a similar fashion. Right. I think BYU's being nicer uh, in this than maybe they should be. I don't know. Hit, let, let's, now let's talk about what 22 and 23 look like with Utah off the schedule. In 2022, BYU already has P5s, Baylor at Oregon, Arkansas, and at Stanford, four, okay? Two home, two road. I'm good. Keep it. <laughs> Don't need to add any more power fives. Yeah. I think that would be fine. Baylor, winnable at Oregon. Tough. Arkansas, winnable at Stanford. Uh, TBD, Stanford down this year, but I think they're a good program. That would be a tough game, right? 2023, BYU has Tennessee to open the season, by the way. Awesome. At Virginia, will Bronco Mendenhall be there? At Arkansas, at USC, Stanford. So you have five. And uh, three on the road, two home. We're good. Don't add power five. We're good. Do you want to win 10 games or not? You know, four power fives. You can't have both. It just historically can't have both. Now, in comes UCF in 2023, right? So let's look at 23. Tennessee at Virginia, at Arkansas, at Houston, Boise State, UNLV, Southern Utah, at USC, Stanford, UCF. How about that? That's That's a good schedule. It's a fantastic schedule. It's almost too good. It's almost too good. And then you look at 24. Season opener now. UCF. Then at Utah, Hawaii, at Wyoming, Georgia Southern, at East Carolina, at UNLV, at NC State. Right now, BYU with the two power fives look, wh- in 2024. Whether you look at the UCF, and again, 2022, there's still the opening for from the Utah game. Yes. 2023, and whether you view the the two-game series with UCF as a direct result of the Utah series going away. It sure looks like, like that it, today. It, it appears that way. Yeah. Basically, what BYU has been able to do is replace a P5 with a G5. 
So you I, should be very happy. I am. Uh, it, yeah, sure. UCF, really? though, you could say is mid to upper level. They are very equivalent. Mm, yes, agreed. A team that's lost one game in the regular season in the last three years, two games total. See, that was I mean, m- they, they are what BYU wishes they could be, an outsider who's completely relevant all the time. That's what, before we had the announcement earlier today of the, of the series with UCF and with Rice, that was my biggest question. To me, that was more newsworthy than that they were taking a break. And I know people may think that's crazy, but it was who was BYU going to... I generally f- think you are crazy. <laughs> who BYU was going <laughs> to fill those spots with. Because it gave you an opportunity, certainly, if you're taking a P5 school off, you could add another P5 school if you have the opportunity to schedule somebody. Right. But it also then gives you the opportunity to... Schedule down a little bit. Give yourself a little bit easier of a schedule, something that maybe is a little less taxing physically. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Why? So, so that's, that was curious. <laughs> I was curious to see how that played out. To me, that was the angle I was most interested in is to find out where BYU went to fill that scheduling gap. Yeah, and BYU still has, uh, you know, 2022, it looks like they have two games to fill, 23 a couple of games, 24 and, and beyond. There's, uh, you know, several games for BYU to fill. And you're trying to get that nice balance, right, of some good home yes. games, some good road. One thing we haven't talked about in context of this season, BYU plays four power fives, all quality setups, whether that's a matchup, the team, or the program, or the stadium, right? BYU seeks those out. Playing UC- USF, right, this year, is South Florida that good? No, but you get to play at an NFL stadium. You get to play in Tampa, right? If people want to make it in Orlando, Tampa kind of trip, they can. That's awesome. BYU seeks that out. They played in several NFL stadiums, many, during Independence, which is a cool experience. BYU's filled the University of Phoenix Stadium with a ton of fans in the same state as Arizona and put a ton of fans in there and got a dramatic win, which was awesome. So BYU is obviously aggressive in scheduling. But scheduling Baylor and Arkansas is different than scheduling USC and Washington. I love the Pac-12 teams. Sure. I would love to see BYU play Wazoo, Oregon State, Colorado, some of these teams. USC is one of the upper upper echelon teams. They struggled last year, but quality program, obviously. Washington, Utah is really good. Um, Tennessee was an an opportunity, you know, you can't pass up kind of deal. So it's interesting to see who BYU schedules and when. UCF, they they won't be this UCF in four years. They're not they're not going to keep this going. It's going to be hard to sustain that. They'll still be a quality program, but I'm guessing will they, they be a P five school by the time BYU plays will, them? Will they be a Power Five school? <laughs> will BYU be a P five school by the time those two teams play? That'd be nice. And a note on that, by the way. Uh, BYU scheduling these games, right? If BYU joins a Power Five conference, they've written stuff into these schedules. Oh, they that can get out of them these. To yes, cancel them absolutely. Uh, either for a fee or no fee, with an understanding beforehand, right? So it's all set up that if BYU joined a league, and I don't know that it's necessarily even Power Five, Group Five potentially as well, that that's built in where they can just you know bounce, and then you're going to keep a couple of those, but not many, right? Our question of the day: What's your reaction to BYU and Utah taking a two-year rivalry break? In 2022 and 23, let's get to your responses. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. I'm at Hipwell331 on Twitter. It depends on who BYU schedules in that slot. If we can put a team like Notre Dame in that slot, then I'd rather play them instead of playing the Utes. Now, in 2022, Mm -hmm. there is an opening for Notre Dame. Hey, 
Was that the Vegas game? I was going to say, they Is still owe BYU a, a game in Provo. You may well, have to ever, settle for Vegas. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, if you told me you only get Vegas and that's just what you get, we'd go, yeah. You get what it. you get and you don't throw a fit. Is that what you're saying? Because that's what we tell our kids. Yes, okay. exactly. Although okay. I would hope BYU isn't the kid in this part. From Mark T on Twitter. That's why you have contracts, so you don't have to be the kid, right? Somewhat refreshing and disappointing news at the same time. Despite the losing streak, I feel that the game is good for the state and fun for recruits. I would love to continue the game. Yeah, I, I don't like the hiatus. I don't. I get why they're doing it. doesn't mean I have to like it. It's the Ross and Rachel. It's the we were on a break. I like it. Two people that love each other. Don't take a break. Uh, weigh in on Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, more of your reactions to BYU and Utah taking a break in Voice of the Nation. It's a, uh, it's a serious sabbatical with uh, BYU and Utah. And David Nixon discusses the Utah extension, the hiatus, the series with UCF and Rice, AFR tonight. It's all coming up. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us tonight for BYU football with Kalani Satake, 8.30 Eastern Time, 5.30 Pacific on the BYU TV app as Coach Satake discusses the Washington game and then previews the matchup with Toledo. Player guest tonight, tight end Matt Bushman will be on the program as well. You can reserve your seat at BYUcougars.com slash Satake Show. This is BYU Sports Nation, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Great to have you. Lots of news to discuss today. In case you missed it, Utah and BYU extend the football series to 2028, but take a hiatus in 22 and 23. BYU schedules two-game series with UCF and Rice, which, by the way, UCF uh, added a series with Boise State. And Boise State then had to move a Houston series and a Rice series. So So is this like a three-team trade? Yeah, it's like a a three-team trade like in the NBA. Now joining us is Adrian uh, (laughs) Wojnarowski from – no, I'm just kidding. Wojbomb? Yeah, Wojbomb. Just kidding. Let's bring in David Nixon and let's talk about our Woj. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, so lots to discuss. First, let's address uh, the Utah series. So, one, they extend 2028, but two, there's a two-year hiatus. What do you think? Uh, Obviously, I don't like it. As a player – and you'll talk to Utah players, BYU players, former players. In fact, we have a little text thread with some some former players, and we're all saying, man, this this is a bummer because – all the players love it. I think the fans love it. And the fact to take a two-year hiatus is, is, uh, is a little you know, disappointing. But I get where Utah's coming from as well. They were trying to schedule a team and, and get Florida in there. And so had to shift some stuff around. But it's a bummer that BYU's on the short end of the stick on that one. Yeah, Utah has all the leverage, it feels like, in this. And we were discussing, well, maybe there's something Utah could do for BYU. I don't know what it is. Yeah, we don't, know, I, we don't know what the behind-the-scenes conversations are. I think are. BYU is a nice business partner, and that's what it is. Yeah, I, listen, I think uh, with, with TV deals coming up, and there's a lot of stuff in the works that we don't know about. Um, and so I'll be surprised. Or that if, we know about that we're not going to tell you. Yes. <laughs> One day you guys will all find out. No, I, I, I think, uh, I mean, who knows what the motives were behind it as far as from BYU's side to give it up. I mean, Tom Homo, he mentioned, yeah, we want to be good partners, but that's a, you know, that's a big concession to give up uh, to Utah and say, yeah, go ahead back out of a, you know, two games with us and, and we'll trust it'll come back around at some point. So who knows? But I, it is a bummer. At the end of the day, it is a bummer because uh, I think everyone looks forward to that game, including the players. And there'll be some players that literally won't have, be able to play in that game for two years worth. And that's, you know, that's, uh, that's part of the best thing about college football are these rivalries and uh, you have to take a two-year break. So. That, that would have been Jaron Hall's senior, by the way. Yeah. So 
That, that's, why we, that's why we said play, winning that one right before the break gives that that winner oh, yeah. of that game three years to enjoy it. Just, just <laughs> right there. And you have bragging rights for the offseason for a couple Provo. years. That game will be in Provo before the break. In 21. BYU, that's, that's, our, that's our opportunity. Let's go. <laughs> Yay, three Hopefully years from now. Then too. Start yes. focusing on it then. <laughs> right, so then the news today, um, a lot of scheduling news. Yeah. Central Florida and Rice, two-game series, uh, home and home. Uh, for BYU football, what do you make of those? I love them. I, I, I love them because of where they're located. When you think about going down to Texas, to, to Houston, as well as going to Florida, this is what BYU needs to do in order to get athletes like a Tyson Williams. You get the exposure to different states. Um, and, of course, those are hotbeds for recruiting. And so, College I, Station in particular, right? Yes, definitely. That's where all the best athletes come out of. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I love it because of, like I said, recruiting. I think for, for fans, it's fun to travel. You, you hear about the fans loving to go to Tennessee this year. So going back east, kind of some different venues. Um, and Disney World is in Orlando. Of course. Listen, I, I think Rice as well. Rice is one of those mid-tier programs that's kind of down right now that for BYU, you're not facing another top 25 opponent like they are this year. So it's not as a brutal of opponent like we've seen with the USC's and Washington's this year. So I think it's a, I think it's a great scheduling because, of, like I said, because of location, because of the opponent, um, and then of course getting a home and home with them is obviously uh, big as well. UCF certainly on everyone's radar right now. It'll be interesting to see in a couple of years where they're at. Do, I have a scheduling framework. I, I think that what BYU is doing right now doesn't lend itself to ten win seasons. Right? Do you have an ideal, say, number of Power Fives or anything on the schedule? Because for me, I'm like looking at those few, 22 and 23, and it's like, oh, four Power Fives, five Power Fives. I'm good. I'm good with that amount. Listen, I'm saying load them up as much as you can. Put all power fives on there if you can. Here's the problem with this year's schedule is they're all ranked. All power fives are ranked this year, and they're all top tier of the Pac-12, right? I mean, of course, Tennessee was down in the SEC, but the thing with BYU is they're scheduling the top programs of each P5. It's not like you're going after the Oregon States and, uh, you know, the, the Rutgers. And, the Kansas. That's right. BYU is targeting the best of the best. And so, yes, it's tough to get those wins. Um, but also you're playing in cool venues and you're not going to a stadium that's half, you know, full or half empty on the road. And so um, it's tough. It's a tough one to balance. I love the fact you just keep piling on the P5s. So I, you would prefer to go six to eight wins because that's what 100%. historically yeah. is it? Yeah. You'd rather do I, that? I'd rather do that. Okay. I mean, because you have the opportunity to, to get to 10. Um, versus playing, kind of. yeah, versus versus playing a whole bunch of New Mexico states and New Mexico's. And well, Wyoming that's high risk, high reward. Basically. That's one yeah, end yeah. of the spectrum. Yeah, because you can play the UCFs, and it's going to be a good game. Let's be honest; that's better than the low power five end, right? Would you rather play Oregon State or UCF? UCF, uh, right? One hundred percent, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you could still get Boise State and Houston and UCF and these kinds of. Uh, teams on the schedule. Yeah, that's it's, what that's what exactly. That's what I was gonna say. That's what I like about the UCF is you're not you're not scheduling some you know cruddy uh, AAC team. You're going for the top. So um, I, I respect what Tom Holmes is doing. I think it's uh, I, I I love Independence for this reason because you have the opportunity to play on back to back weeks on ABC like we saw these last few weeks with BYU and you get the exposure that you want through Independence. Exposure so can be negative. It can be negative, but, but you look somewhat at the, negative last week. You look at the USC game. I mean that was huge. That's B, the risk. BYU was the lead in. Yes. The sports center. Yeah. Look, I was walking around Kansas City this past weekend, and I was wearing BYU stuff, and I had people coming, hey, great game against USC. We saw that because it went yeah. across the country. And I think those games can still exist in kind of my scheduling framework. It's just not so many that you, one, get banged up by the fourth game, right, and then you have little juice, and then you hope that you stay healthy. And I'm not saying the Tyson Williams injury is directly that. I'm just saying generally. All these linebackers banged up right now. Now you play the, the next four that we've called them. 
Toledo at South Florida, Boise State, Utah State. This is, I think, tougher than people think. I think people think it's not a Power Five, so it's going to be easy. Uh, you are very wrong if that's what you think, in my opinion. What do you think? I, I would agree. It's not going to be as easy. So, so I think you start off with the four tough ones, then you've got mediocre, and then the end is the cupcakes, right? Um, so, yeah, there's no doubt these teams are going to be tough. And you look at, uh, you know, even, um, you know, USF, who's been struggling, uh, you know, they still have athletes on the field. And BYU always struggles matching up with athletes. Toledo, uh, Toledo's, you know, two and one. They kept it close with Kentucky in their first game of the year. So they're a formidable opponent Ran as well. Five hundred I mean, yards or something? They're 11th in the country as far as rushing goes. I mean, these guys love to rush the ball. They don't pass it as much. Uh, so, yeah, th- this is a tough four-game stretch as well. But I will say the talent level and the size of the offensive alignment, defense alignment, and especially the skill positions drops off significantly when you start going against these type of opponents. Um, and so that's what BYU, I think, will match up much better in that, on that front. And I think you'll start to see down the trenches specifically, so the offensive and defensive alignment, I think you'll see that's where it'll start to play out more. Where you'll, you'll start to get more pressure on the quarterback versus what we've seen the last few weeks. Jerem referenced the the injury to Tyson Williams. He found out he tore his ACL in his left knee. Certainly a huge blow. Uh, he was playing so well. I mean, just looking at the stats, just what he had brought to that rushing attack. How big of a loss is that for the offense? Yeah, obviously it's been talked about the last few days. It's it's massive loss. He was by far the best player on this offense side of the ball, better than I think even Zach Wilson's performing. He was averaging over five yards per carry. So he's that workhorse. You knew you could give him the ball. And what I loved about Tyson was his his pad level, his shoulder lean. I mean, when he'd get hit, he'd still lunge forward for another one or two yards, which is a luxury that BYU hasn't had for, for quite a few years. So uh, the other guys have to step up. You know, Asupa had a great game. He came in and filled him well. We've seen glimpses of brilliance from him. Uh, Katoa's got to find himself and continue to, you know, now he's got to get some, build some confidence. He got buried on the depth chart for a little, uh, little while, but now he's got to step up. And so, um, you know, I think for, for Zach Wilson, now that you're stepping into where you're facing these opponents that aren't uh, as uh, difficult as the USC's uh, in Washington's the world. I think you know they'll be able to air it out a little more, and especially this week against Toledo. They they, they struggle in the past defense, and so uh, hopefully they can put together a game plan that still gets Katoa and Asupa involved, uh, but also lets Zach just sit back and hopefully pick them apart. BYU right now in rushing defense is uh, bottom twenty five in the country. They've played played some good running backs, some good offenses. Um, the matchup with Toledo. Do you, do you, and Bryant Kobach uh, had 238 yards yeah. rushing and four touchdowns. How do you see that matchup between uh, BYU's kind of banged up linebackers and rush defense against Toledo? Yeah, I watched that second half of that Colorado State game. In fact, I tweeted something out. I could not believe it. It's like handoff touchdown. Another Colorado State handoff touchdown. It was, it was a crazy game, but uh, they, they can run the ball. But I think BYU does match up well, like I said, on this front because of the, you know, the front three, we call it, really the front four. I wouldn't be surprised if BYU throws in another defensive lineman because Toledo doesn't throw the ball as much as some of these other teams do. Do you expect BYU to put more pressure in the box? In the- I do think so. I, th- and I think the tighten up the backers as well. So if you look at the BYU backers, have been really spread out. We call them apex where they walk out between the slot receiver and the offensive lineman. I think you'll see them start to work their way back in the box to provide that run support. Um, but yeah, they're going to have to because this Toledo is a run first offense. Uh, so you've got to establish your identity as a defense first. Uh, come in and, and really make sure you make them one dimensional. Make them pass the ball and then that's where you, hopefully your secondary steps in and causes some turnovers. As BYU heads into this week, the record right now is 2-2. Two and two. How do you view 2-2? Two and two? You know what? I, uh, I'm, I'm happy with 2-2. Two and two. When you look at it from a you know, high level, I'm happy with 2-2. Two and two. What I'm not happy with is, is how this last game played out with the blowout by, by Washington. I feel like BYU was really never truly competitive in that game. And I think that's where 
you kind of take a step back and you go, okay, so which BYU team are we getting? Are we getting the USC? Are we getting the Washington team? And I think that's been the problem these last few years of BYU is you're never quite sure what team's going to show up on Saturday. Um, and so hopefully they can regroup and they've watched the film. They got that over with, but now they've got some confidence that they can go and compete these next four games. But um, yes, two and two, I'm happy with, the, with what we looked at before the season, but I'm not happy with how this last game played out because the momentum that BYU had carried in from the USC game really kind of took a step, step back, I feel like, against Washington. But um, the good thing is that this month of, you know, this tough four-game stretch is over with, and now you regroup and get ready for another tough four games, uh, knowing that then your last four, that's where you're going to get your stats and get some rest. And, uh, <laughs> you know, San Diego State is going to be a fun game at the end of this year to finish with. Yeah. And then, of course, we'll see, you know, what happens with the bowl game. Yeah. Hawaii Bowl penciled in, uh, likely the destination for BYU should they be bowl eligible, and they will be. Uh, let's, let's look at what BYU has in front of them in terms of uh, the next couple of games, obviously, in Toledo and this matchup, specifically at linebacker. So Keenan Peely misses the game. Uh, Chaz Ayu and Isaiah Kafusi banged up, didn't play fully. Tyler Algier switches from running back to linebacker suddenly and forces a fumble. But that level of desperation is like a yellow flag in terms of the injuries of that position. And, and Algier did fine, but he was in the game very early. He must have been good in high school at that position or something, right? <laughs> well, he's just an athlete. I mean, he's, he's gone back and forth between running back and linebacker. Uh, Kabika Fanua. I mean, here's the, the thing about this linebacker core. Yes, they've been dinged up, but you look at Max Tully coming in and, and getting, you know, the turnover. Aside um, from stretching the ball out from the five. We won't talk seven. about that. We've already, we've already <laughs> talked enough about that. We've exasperated that one. Uh, but then, of course, you have Peyton uh, Wilgar as well. I mean, you, you got a great plan, the fake field goal. Yep, and then, the, of course, the interception against USC. So, um, these are guys that are developing pretty well. And I think BYU, coming this season, we were worried about depth because you weren't sure who's going to be the starting middle linebacker. But now we have that pretty much solidified, even though you got Algiers rotating in. But I think this linebacker core, is, there, there is some depth there. And you've got some of these young guys that have stepped up, which is pretty rare. It's rare to have freshmen come in and be able to contribute the way, you know, Thule and, and uh, Wilgar have. And, and so, in those games. In those games, yeah, big playing, games. Right? Big games, exactly. Yeah. So, so it tells you a lot about those guys and in that linebacker mean room. So hopefully they can keep stepping up because they're going to have to rotate in and out. When you've, when you've got shoulder injuries and injuries like we see with these guys, with Chaz and, and Isaiah, uh, those things get dinged up real quick. You hit one hit and all of a sudden it goes numb on you and you got to run off. So to have those guys ready and uh, be you know, game ready to, to rotate in is a huge luxury that uh, BYU would have to rely on. And it adds depth in order to give guys breathers as well. But um, yeah, they're going to need that for these next four games because all these teams are going to test BYU, especially when you look at the film. And you look at Washington did, they beat BYU both running the ball and passing the ball. And so uh, BYU's got to make teams one-dimensional. And that means you've got to stop the run. And then, of course, you try to throw them in, make them into long, third and long situations and force them to throw in the ball. And then that's where you come back with the athletic linebackers that, that BYU has and you try to create some turnovers and get some picks. Okay, we look forward to uh, more breakdown visually tonight on After Further Review, 7 Eastern Time. David, appreciate the time as always. Yeah, thanks, guys. We didn't even have time to get to uh, Taysom and the Saints taking down your Seahawks. Yeah, we do. Teddy Bridgewater got most of the reps <laughs> at quarterback. I was a little disappointed, but yeah, listen, they got Taysom a few, in, in a few plays, but yeah, it's a it's a tough tough yeah. deal right now. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it took we'll, ta- we'll take whatever we can get yeah. though. There you go, yeah, exactly. Thanks, David. Coming up, Cameron Tucker scored three goals over the weekend for BYU women's soccer, but her biggest highlight is yet to come. Joining BYU Sports Nation, nice. I don't believe it. <laughs> and who should Utah be replaced with? Is UCF the answer? What about the other year? More of your reaction in the voice of the nation. This is BYU Sports Nation.
Break down Cougar football with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, and David Nixon. Tomorrow on After Further Review at 7 Eastern, tonight at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on the BYU TV app with a rebroadcast on BYU TV Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 Pacific. Welcome back. Jerem Jordan, Jason Shepard on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Lots to discuss in case you missed it. Lots of scheduling news. Let's refresh today's headlines. BYU and Utah announced changes to the rivalry schedule. The series is extended by four games all the way out to 2028. The two schools also agreed on a two-year hiatus in 2022 and 23, so Utah can finalize a deal with Florida. Uh, reaction to that coming in, continued way uh, in on hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And it was announced at the very beginning of uh, the program, BYU announcing a series with Central Florida and Rice. BYU will play in Orlando against Central Florida on November 11th, 2023. And then the Knights will return the game to Provo in the season opener on August 31st, 2024. BYU will then host Rice on September 29th, 2023. There will be a test on this afterwards. <laughs> and BYU will play in Houston at Rice Stadium on on September 27th, 2025. So we'll do countdown to the nights Let's after the 23rd done. season. Starting tomorrow, we're counting down to the 2025 season. Excuse me? After two home games, BYU football is still playing a regular season, by the way. Uh, they play Toledo on Saturday on the road in the Glass Bowl. Toledo 2-1 after win at CSU. Game kicks at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific on ESPN+. Plus. BYU Radio early pregame, 10 a.m. Eastern uh, on the radio with, yeah. uh, with Jason, 11 a.m. Eastern with Ken and the kickoff on BYU TV. Uh, exciting matchup with Toledo, who uh, ran all over CSU, man, like almost 500 yards. Yeah, it's not just their running back either. Their quarterback can do it too. He completed six passes. Yes. And won. 119 yards on the ground and a touchdown for their quarterback. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Senior outside hitter McKenna Miller is the West Coast Conference Women's Volleyball Player of the Week for the second time this season following the Cougars' win over now number one Stanford. They were number two when BYU beat them. Go figure. Miller recorded 40 kills and had a 319 hitting percentage last week in eight sets. BYU begins conference play on Thursday at Gonzaga, followed by Portland on Saturday. Yeah, Chris Watkins, the longtime uh, women's soccer assistant, head men's coach here, is the head coach there, so always a fun matchup. Our question of the day, what's your reaction to BYU and Utah taking a two-year hiatus in 2022 and 23? Some have joked that it's a mission trip for <laughs> the Utes. Your reactions continue. Well, that's good because they'll just be working out for two years. Yeah, they'll be so mature. <laughs> From... Uh, Ty Loves TV 2 on Instagram. I think Ty Loves TV 1 was taken. Crazy. Good. Let's beat them the next two years and then let them sit in their misery for four long years. I like the way he's thinking. Like, you love the way you look. I guarantee you. Look, that's what I'm saying. Regardless of what happens between now and the break, like, BYU could win some games. But you got to make sure you win the one before the hiatus so that you can enjoy that for three years. I want to win every single game. Yes, agreed. I'm just saying. I I don't want to. Yeah. I, I Here. Just saying. It's I'm just, just saying. saying. It's just saying a good reason to say something. Yes. When someone's like, you know what? Just saying. It's like, that's not a good reason. Just say it. Whatever. From Austin uh, Rustand on Facebook. I am chapped. Wow. You need to see your doctor. I'm really considering going to grad school just to see my kooks put a thumping on Utah. You don't have to go to grad school to go to the game. I, I want Austin to know that. Yeah, you can watch it on TV. You can, you, you you can, can go to the game. You can buy a ticket as a regular person. You know, yeah. th- that's an expensive reason. Look, look. But if, you should go to grad but if, school. If, if the game is motivation for you to go to grad school, we don't want to turn anybody away from furthering their education. Yeah. Yeah, take uh, the GMAT and the LSAT <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, that's how much I know about grad school. Let's look at the 2023 schedule, by the way. 
now that uh, Rice and UCF and uh, are on it and Utah's off it. So season opener, Tennessee at home. Countdown to the balls. <laughs> we don't have it. At Virginia the next week. Oh, the Bronco Bowl. Right now there's a bye week. That would be nice. After Virginia, that would be nice. At Arkansas, Arkansas, bring it on. Okay, SEC, let's go. Rice after that. So BYU inserts a non-Power 5 team into the first four, which is nice. Get a, a game that's winnable in there. At Houston. I teams from Houston. There, uh, what? What? What if BYU played at Rice instead and they just stayed in Houston for two weeks? What if they went to Rice, didn't realize the game was against Houston? <laughs> Okay. Do you know the famous game in Rice Stadium where BYU played against a team that wasn't Rice? Ah. Uh, nineteen seventy nine season opener. BYU beats the year ranked. you were born. Nineteen seventy nine. Not the year. Texas A and M. BYU beat Texas A and M in Rice Stadium. Seventy nine season opener. Mark Wilson. Take also. that college station. Yeah. David Nixon. Take that, David. Boise State on uh, the twenty first of October. UNLV. Uh, Central Florida. An 11-11-23, how about that? Southern Utah, FCS at home, at USC. Stanford is TBD, so Stanford could be on September 16th. Uh, yeah, some of those places where there's a, a buy right they now. They could be at the end of October in the last week, so yeah, there's a couple of weeks there. And we're getting Five in, Power Fives and three G5s. And we're, we're getting into the schedules over the next couple of years where some of these, where everything was so front-loaded, now you're starting to see some of these teams like a USC or Stanford the towards end. the end of the year. Which is great. Yeah. I, I think if BYU had more balance, they'd be better prepared right. for some of these. I, I'm excited about that. Coming up, two top ten teams on campus. More on that coming up in our Rise and Shoutouts. And the hat trick lady, Cameron Tucker, on why she called her shot against Kansas State. She thought she would score three, and she did. Will she score three this week? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Bill of BYU football and other sports every Wednesday on the BYU TV Sports Block. It begins at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific with After Further Review, followed by BYU Sports Nation. And BYU football with Kalani Satake completes the trifecta. That's Wednesdays beginning at 11 a.m. Eastern on BYU TV. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Our next guest is on the women's soccer team. She scored a hat trick at Kansas State. Jason was there to witness it. Maybe you watch it on ESPN Plus. Maybe you listen to it. Maybe you sync up the broadcast. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Her name is Cameron Tucker. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thank you. F- first time in studio, right? Yep, this is my first time. Okay, great to have you. We'll have you sign the flag <laughs> at the very end. Congratulations on uh, a couple of big wins. At yeah. Kansas, that was one that had been marked on the schedule, a ranked team. Mm-hmm. And then 5 uh, nothing at Kansas State. What was yeah. Kansas like? Um, it was super fun. Um, the great environments. They both had awesome fields. And so it was really fun. Okay, we just got word that the new rankings are out. You want to guess what BYU is now? You're up. We moved up? Yes, yes you did. Um, what do you want to be? I hope we're like four or five. Five. We're five. Number Top five, five team in the country. now. What, is that, what does that mean? Uh, is, that, is it validating? What does it mean to be fifth in the country now? Yeah, it's honestly awesome. Um, the other week we were just talking about it. We're like, we don't really realize like we are ranked so high. Like This is awesome. So it's really exciting. Had you ever scored three goals in a game before? In a BYU game? Not just it, ever. Oh, of course. Just how many times? <laughs> ever. Um, yeah, so I've scored, I scored a couple of hat tricks in high school, and then most recently um, 
on my summer team, I scored a hat trick in one game. So, so this is all half for you. This is like, oh, I do this all the time. No, no, no. Okay, so now explain, explain to people, because you told me on post game that you told your roommate, Sabrina Davis, the night yeah. before, I, I feel like I'm going I'm to score three goals tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. tell, tell the story, like how this all happened. I don't know. So, like, anyone who knows Sabrina knows she's, like, super intense. And so she was, like, kind of grilling me, like, all week, like, before every game, like, are you ready to go? Are you ready to go? And I'm always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I'm like, I swear, like, I'll, I'll do good. But um, that night, um, I was just laying in bed. I was, like, turned away from her. And I, like, just got this feeling. I'm like, I'm going to score a hat trick tomorrow. Like, I, I, like, I don't know. Like, I really just felt it. So I turned around and I'm like, Sabrina, like, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm going to score a hat trick tomorrow. So, yeah. And she was like, okay, let's see it. Like, <laughs> let's go. So, yeah, it was fun. So did you meet her intensity in that moment? Like, I think Sa- so. Sabrina. <laughs> um, yeah, probably not as intense. I'm not as intense as her, but it was funny and it's fun. How do you, so you go into the game, you score one. You're, it's probably in the back of your mind, right? Like, oh, the hat trick. Yeah. You get a second, you're like, Okay, this is going to happen? What do you yeah. think at that point? Yeah, well, I was like, okay, this is doable. Like, I already have two, so, like, the third one. And my third goal was, like, a great pass by Kayla, so it was awesome. Do you, do you know as a teammate when someone has two, and are you trying to find them? Should the situation set up to be such, like, hey, let's get you a hat trick? Yeah, I like, I think so. Like, everyone wants to score a hat trick, so when you have two, it's like, come on, let's get her a third one. Like, that'd be awesome, because... Yeah. Have you scored four in a game? Four plus? Um, I in high school I did one time. How many? I just scored four. Four. Yeah. Oh, just four? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was an off, was an off day. Merely four. Yeah. American four. <laughs> so you guys are eight and zero, undefeated now. Top five team coming in now in the the most recent uh, updated rankings at number five. What do you think's been the biggest reason for this team's success? Um. Yeah. Um. I think there's a lot of things that um, like is because of our success. But I think one of the most important things is just like our team motto this year is find a way. And I think every game we go out there with that in the back of our, back of our minds and we are just trying to find a way. Like we are so resilient. I feel like we never give up and we just keep on going until um, we get a goal or we get more than we have a goal to get more than two goals a game. So I think we just keep doing that. It's Jennifer Rockwood's 25th season. Um, this has been special because, you know, 25, what? You know, for yeah. Jen, who's just been the, the staple of this program, the bobbleheads. The bobbleheads right here. <laughs> yeah. yes. yeah. what, what is it meant to have such a good start for her, for the program? Yeah, um, I think it's awesome. Jen is such a great coach, and she's had so much success over the years. So I know as a team, like, we want to do good for her because it is her 25th season, and we just want to help her do good, so... You guys are obviously ultra competitive, and that also plays into the success of the team and the program. Where do you still feel there's room for improvement? Um, I don't know. I just think every game, just like scoring earlier and earlier, like this last game, I got a goal in the fifth minute, which is so good. It's so much better to score early on the team because it kind of shuts them down. So I think if we can just continue to score earlier in games, that um, it will only help us be better. Who's in the best shape on the team? Who best can just shape? Run all day. Um, probably like Bing or Lizzie or Josie Gwynn or like a outside player. Could, any, you, could they be on the cross country team? Like, oh, a, I'm sure. Yeah. Have you ever raced, Rachel? Mm-mm. Because watching her <laughs> from the back line running down the side, 
The speed she has is unbelievable. I, I, I have never seen somebody outrun her. I know. We always joke that she, like, puts a jetpack on. <laughs> She'll, like, go taking down the field. We're like, oh, Bing got her jetpack on. Yeah, like, the rocketeer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the dynamic of this team is great, too, because when you look at a team, you always look like, okay, there's got to be strength in every area, right? The whole back line is back with the intense Sabrina Davis yeah. right? <laughs> at goalkeeper. Then in the midfield, young uh, Jamie Shepard comes in. No relation to Jason. No related. No related. We're and then up top, you and Elise, like real uh, on the wings. Everybody, there's just it doesn't feel like there's a super weakness in there. Uh, when did you realize this team could be special? Because what you're doing right now is really special. Yeah. Ain't no. Um, I don't know. I think we always had like the feeling we knew we were ter- returning so many players that um, we had the potential to be something great. Um, so just in the summer, we always like had that in the back of our minds, like. We're training to be a top five team. Like we can do this. So, yeah. Well, now you've got you've got two more games this week. You guys will actually fly out tomorrow for LA. You're going to take on Long Beach Thursday night, mm-hmm. uh, and then on Saturday you guys come back home to take on UC Irvine. What's what's the mentality heading into this week? Um, I think we're just taking each game at a time, and um, we're wanting to win, and so we're really excited. Okay, well, good luck uh, Thursday night against Long Beach State on the road. And then uh, we're excited for the BYU TV, BYU radio game as well, Saturday night, UC Irvine. Do you mind signing our flag? No. And let's give you the BYU Sports Nation karma. It's like good luck. You know, you just scored three goals, say, so I'm not sure we, we can, may like, need your karma. Yeah, yeah. So can you give uh, – yeah, exactly. So. No. Awesome. But well, thanks. Thank good luck Thursday. Thank you. Thanks, Cam. Cameron Tucker, women's soccer. As mentioned, BYU Radio will have the game Thursday and Saturday. BYU TV will have the game Saturday. And uh, you and I on the call Saturday. Yeah, I'll be on the radio call. You'll be on the TV I'll call. I'll give you a couple zeros, man. We'll see, we'll see how we do. Coming up, BYU basketball is in session. And what does 144 mean in connection with BYU? You haven't backed it. Oh my gosh, this is BYU Sports Nation. Thanks to today's guests, David Nixon and the West Coast Conference Soccer Player of the Week. On the women's side, Cameron Tucker. The show on demand via podcast and the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. Let's whip it. Whoops! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. It's always my favorite one. BYU and Utah announced changes to the rivalry schedule. The series is extended by four games. That goes out to 2028. The two schools, however, also agreed to a two-year hiatus in 2022 and 2023. So Utah can finalize a deal with an SEC team believed to be Florida. Meanwhile, BYU announces a series with a team from Florida, UCF and Rice out of Houston. BYU playing Orlando against UCF November 11th, 2023. Knights will return to Provo to open the season in 2024 on August 31st. BYU will host Rice September 29th, 2023. And BYU will play in Houston at Rice Stadium September 27th, 2025. Volleyball. Senior outside hitter McKenna Miller is the WCC Women's Volleyball Player of the Week for the second time this season. Following the Cougars' win over now number one Stanford, Miller recorded 40 kills, had a hitting percentage of 319 last week. BYU begins conference play Thursday at Gonzaga, Saturday at Portland. Men's basketball. The Cougars begin official practices today under Mark Pope for the season. The Cougars will hold a midnight madness on October 23rd at 10.30 Mountain Time. Golf. After the first two rounds of the Coeur d'Alene Collegiate, the BYU women's golf team tied for fourth at 17 over par. Alicia May Mateo leads the Cougars at two over, tied for seventh. BYU is currently fourth at uh, 21 plus, 21 over in the final round. Soccer. BYU women's soccer jumps up to two spots, as we mentioned, in the United Soccer Coaches poll from seven 
to five. BYU is fifth. How about three top ten women's teams on campus, by the way? Uh, awesome. Cougars travel to face Long Beach State on Thursday. Return home to host UC Irvine on BYU Radio, BYU TV Saturday, and the game Thursday is on the radio as well. Our rise and shout-outs. Mine goes to Gavin Baxter. So BYU did an NBA combine kind of thing, right? So they're doing the vertical jump. And Gavin Baxter goes up and touches the top rung of the vertical jump uh, thing it, on his first try. It, it's insane. It's 144 inches. That's 12 feet. Guess what? They tried to do it higher, but they were afraid by putting it on a stand or something that it might tip over and cause an injury or something, so they didn't do it. Yoli Childs, by the way, also got 12 feet. How about that? Two high leapers. Yeah, there are certain things that I can look at and say there's zero chance I will ever be able to do that. That is <laughs> that is on that list. Absolutely. And my, on a chair. <laughs> and my rise and shout out, uh, you mentioned it. A uh, couple of teams now in the top 10 on campus for BYU. Number nine women's volleyball and now number five women's soccer. Fantastic showing from BYU athletics. And is women's cross country still uh, top 10? I think BYU has I, I, three in the top ten. There you 10. go, three in the top ten. Incredible. When you look at the men's versus the women's sports at BYU, <laughs> the women are better. The women are better. I love it. It's great. Question of the day, what is your reaction to BYU and Utah taking a two-year rivalry break in 22 and 23? From Michael uh, Voiles? Voiles on Instagram? Voiles. Voiles. Thank you. Voiles. You can't call it a rivalry if you break for any reason other than a national catastrophe or world war. Wow. This strikes me, or a safety thing. This strikes me as Utah has outgrown us and is looking to get to the next level. Look, we've already experienced a hiatus. Now, yeah. it, now karma came back because they ended up playing the in the bowl, bowl game. game. So maybe BYU and Utah will play it maybe, bowl Maybe game. that's how this is going to play out. Yes. Yeah, they only missed one year from McKay Hatch on Facebook. I hope the rivalry continues, but it's not surprising. I would love it if they were in the same conference and played the holy war at the end of the season yes let's make them in this put yeah. them in the same conference you know let's you know let's what BYU's just, just going to join BYU the we'll just go to the pac 12 done done what, what if BYU just said we're in the pac 12 just start telling everybody yeah, yeah we're in the to Pac-12. the point where people are like well maybe they are the elite voice of the day presented by sundance mountain resort from dylan cook on instagram they're scared of the 50-year winning streak byu will start next season <laughs> That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Little blue goggle, but yeah. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use the hashtag BYUSN, please. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. No time. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Rich Hayda. Don't be a Hayda. See you tonight at 7 Eastern on the app for a brand new After Further Review with David Nixon, Blaine Fowler, and Dave McCann. And 8.30 Eastern for BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. That's it for us. Go Cougs.